Yo, what's good, everybody? And this week's episode is brought to you guys by our amazing sponsors over at Skillshare. Guys, I love Skillshare so much because they are a one-of-a-kind learning community that helps you guys become the best version of yourself and learn so many dope and amazing skills. Guys, you know here we're always giving you all the resources to level up and become the best version of yourself. And Skillshare has really amazing courses that you guys can sign up for. They have an amazing purpose course. A lot of guys have been hitting me up and telling me how much that's been impactful to their life. And they have so many other amazing courses. And you get all these courses for free. Yes, guys. That's why I love Skillshare so much. They give you guys these courses for free. And you can sign up for free go to skillshare.com slash the roommates one more time at a skillshare.com slash the roommates go ahead and sign up guys learn some amazing skills build yourself up level yourself up and for the first 1,000 people that sign up, you guys get Skillshare Premium for free, guys. Skillshare is giving so many great resources, so many great tools. I want every last man to take advantage of it, guys. As always, there's two kinds of people in life, people that complain and people that make a change. Make a change. Skillshare.com slash The Roommates. You'll thank me later, and let's get to this week's episode. This week. On the roommates podcast. But a lot of guys do, after being screwed over by being the nice guy who makes women happy, they then switch over and they're only the hard, tough, masculine, bad boy douchebag type. And it works. They get a lot of women initially, but they don't ever get women to stay because they're all tough, no tender. They're all rough, no kindness and so the great man has both as we talked about the ultimate man has all the skills that make women horny by himself just being and then all the skills that also make a woman happy and these skills are also what make men respect you because it's one thing to be there's men who are respected and men who are loved Yo, what's good, everybody? It's Hafiz. Chris the star of the show, baby. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back. Welcome back. Geology trying to get some free ad no, space. No, no, no. Not today. No, no, no. Christopher Jordan Velo. Fees. What? How's it going, man? It's going good, man. Bless. Highly favored, you know. Okay. Working, trying to get better every day. What about you? Same, same, same. You know what I mean? Just trying to get better every day. You exactly, know, trying brothers. to improve. Learn how to not take things personal. Hey, man, you can't internalize <laughs> and internalize and let that materialize. Okay? <laughs> that's funny. That's yeah, funny. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. That's the big, biggest thing. You can't, yes. take, you can't take things personal. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. I think so. one of the problems I have is just, I just like teaching people lessons. <laughs> you like, yeah. I, I like to just, I like to just spank the kid when he's acting up. From my teacher days, man, it's just like you, you, you. When you see somebody doing something wrong, you just have to check it because you know it's going to be like a cancer if it's not addressed. Yeah, man. But let's true. not talk about that. That's true. I hear you, though. Yeah. I hear you. I'm not going to talk about it. We're not going to talk about it. Sometimes somebody, some people need to be slapped. <laughs> I don't condone physical violence. Yes. I'm just saying yes. metaphorically. <laughs> yes. So um, last week, yes. we did an episode mm-hmm. called Seven Traits of Desirable Women. We did. And a lot of ladies seem to like that. And as always, men wanted their own List. Always, always. Yes. It's good though. I think I think it's good for the men that that 
you know, want to be more desirable. Yes. So what was some of your feedback you got from the uh, Desirable Women episode? Oh, uh, actually, it was a lot of good feedback. Yes, I was surprised. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what I'm saying. It was a lot of good feedback. It wasn't, you know, obviously when you talk about weights, shapes, <laughs> you know, it's always a little bit of pushback because, like, that's all y'all care about. Is that the only thing wrong with her? Yada, yada, yada. But besides that, um, it was actually really good. Yeah. You know, I think, I think they really... Um, you know, kind of just sat back and listen, mm-hmm. and hopefully they apply themselves. Mm-hmm. I know for a fact if they apply themselves, you know, they'll be more desirable. Yeah, yeah, Point yeah. yeah. No, and that's good because I felt the same exact way. I got a lot of positive feedback from women. I think the women who are watching the content are really starting to buy into the brand, yeah. which I like a lot. They're starting to buy into the understanding of leveling up, and mm-hmm. they're starting to understand that, like, we really don't mean harm. No. I think we were talking about it in the car. I'm like, yo, if I understand my tonality is not for everybody, so I'm never mad at somebody for not liking the way I talk. Yeah. You know, like uh, like your friend. Yeah. I'm not mad at him for not liking me because sometimes <laughs> when you say certain things, you offend people and they yeah. don't like that. And yeah. I have, and I, as a man, take responsibility for that. Yeah. But for those who are able to sit down, listen to the tonality, I mean, listen past the tonality. And they get the message is like, I'm glad someone's giving me the honest truth. Exactly. Because I think um, a lot of women are really fiending for that honest truth. And, you know, going back to like what Kevin Samuels conversation we had is like a lot of people are really fiending for that. They want that honest, raw truth. So I saw a lot of people like, you know, learn from it and a lot of people apply it. Though, (laughs) (laughs) only thing I would add Uh is that... When it comes to self-awareness, I feel like a lot of the girls don't are not aware of what your best shape is. Mm. You know what I mean? They make excuses for their current shape right now? Not that. They 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 think they're in good enough shape. Yeah, it should like this shape should be fine. Is what you're saying? Like what they are right now? Yeah. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. I like like saying. they can't see yeah. what your best shape is. Because they're like, oh, I work out. I'm in decent shape. No, no, no. We didn't say that. You're best. Yeah. You know, good, better, best. Never let it rest until your good is better and your better is best. We would tell ourselves all the time that in my teaching program. Yeah. So I think the only thing I would see is that they embrace your best because it made it, made it not feel like I got to be these other women. But they don't understand what your best is. Got you. And one of the things I try to do now is when I'm when I'm wanting um, some of these girls, I try to ask them. Is that your best? Yeah. So right now, let's say if you're making seventy five thousand, you're making good money, but is that your best money? Yeah. You know, you're you know maybe living in a decent apartment. Is that your best living? So I I think the language of understanding your best will help push them to realize, yo, I'm not saying you're not good. Yeah. I'm not saying you're not decent, but is that really your best? Yeah, that makes sense. You want you want to push whatever is losing weight or gaining more weight to be able whatever your best shape is. Yeah. So yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Yes. Because I can see them like yeah, it's good enough. You know, like I have you know what I mean the front, <laughs> the back, yeah, you know yeah. side to side, <laughs> and that should attract men. But is that your best shape? And people know if they're is that their best shape or not? Yes. You know, I I'm in good shape, but it ain't my best shape. Yeah, yeah. And I feel the same way. So, I'm like I'm not I am not in my best shape. <laughs> I'm not in my best shape. I hear you, brother. I hear and so, and so, you're you're 100 right. I I think that's the only big thing. But like I said, I'm really I'm really excited, man, because I think when it comes to a lot of these content and these channels for men, there's always uh 
there is a propensity that I'm using the correct word for these for these channels to always paint women in a negative light. Yeah. For the sake of the bitter men who love content like that. So I'm I'm really excited as we continue to mature and evolve that you know the women that want to grow find that it they're safe. You know, it's a comfortable space for them to sit down. And I don't want to ever feel like um it's not a space where they can if they for those who want to grow. That's what blows my mind. Like yeah. if these ladies want to grow and get better, are we just going to say no you can't come? <laughs> exactly. No, nah, like like why not help? And exactly. you always said it. I think you said it last week. You were like if they want help, let's give it to them. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's the whole point of, you know, our channel, even in our lives. Like we're not going to ignore anybody that wants to get better. And I think that's the whole point of that that past episode and this episode. We're just trying to make men and women better. Um, to get to the life that they want. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're having trouble attracting men, you have to watch the episode to be more desirable. Mm -hmm. And if you apply that, we we know that you're going to attract more men. Therefore, you can be a wife, a mother to kids. Like, that, hey, yeah. I think that's good. That's good things that we're doing. So, same thing with the men we're about to do right now. So, here we go. All right. So, today we're talking about seven traits of highly desirable men. Yes. And let me tell you how I came to this idea. I'm listening. From coaching so many women and obviously being on tour. Do I want to start there? I'll start there and I'll, and I'll, and I'll go around. Obviously being on tour. Whenever women, whenever, whenever women would share what they wanted in a man, you would always hear the following. I want somebody who's kind. Mm -hmm. I want somebody who's loyal. Mm -hmm. I want someone that's trustworthy. I want somebody who's honest. I want somebody who's dependable. I want somebody that's caring. I want somebody who can be vulnerable. They start sharing all these things. And guys like me, who grew up not getting girls, <laughs> when, we, when we would hear stories like that, we've, we've heard of these things growing up from women on websites, on blogs, on social media, on movies, on TV, and we would be like, okay, if that's what she wants, that's what women want. Let me be kind. Let me be sweet. Let me be caring. Let me be, you know, loyal. let me be all these things. And then I'll get all the girls that or I'll get all the girls that I want. And a lot of guys take that advice. They apply it. And then they realize they're not winning. Very unsuccessful. They're realizing that they're not getting a lot of girls. But then they look across the way, they see Chad, mm -hmm. they see Tyrone, they see Javier, they see Abdul. Abdul? Yeah. Okay. This is the thing that Kevin Samuels does. When he mentions people, he, he names somebody of every ethnicity and he gives them a name. <laughs> I thought that was cool. You know? They see Chin Wei. They see all these guys who are winning. And, and 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 not only are they winning with women, they're winning with men. Pause in regards to respect. There we go. Okay. <laughs> you know, th these guys are getting respected by men and they're getting desired by women. And then a lot of guys are like, what the, what's going on? I, I did everything they said to do. And what they, what they, these guys didn't realize is what I realized recently. Men were doing all the things Sorry, women were describing all the things that make them happy, mm. but they weren't describing the things that make them horny. There you go. 
And those things are two completely separate things. And men don't realize that because they don't understand how women work and the female communication and stuff like that. And so when guys see the quote unquote bad boy winning, they don't realize it's not because he's a bad person, mm. but he has all the skills that make women horny, which those skills might include confidence, yeah. ambition, mm-hmm. drive, independence, um, dominance, mm. you know what I mean? Intelligence, um, um, leadership. They have all these skills and it's two completely different skills. And so, so many guys were, especially the nice guy generation, were raised under the happy skills. But they weren't raised to understand the horny skills. And, and like we talked about it, when, like moving into next year when we start doing more, you know, spiritual stuff. When you look at a guy like David, you see a guy who's very dominant and masculine, but it also can be soft and tender. But he leads with his dominance and his masculinity. And so that's something I feel like has caused a lot of guys to struggle. I feel like it has caused me to struggle. And I feel as though once you understand the masculine traits, the horny traits, and you tap into that. And one one last thing before I, 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 I pass the mic to you. What a lot of guys do after being screwed over by being the nice guy who makes women happy, they then switch over and they're only the hard, tough, masculine, bad boy, douchebag type. And it works. They get a lot of women initially, but they don't ever get women to stay because they're all tough, no tender. They're all rough, no kindness. And so the great man has both, as we talked about. The ultimate man has all the skills that make women horny by himself just being, and then all the skills that also make a woman happy. And these skills are also what make men respect you because it's one thing to be, there's men who are respected and men who are loved. For you to be loved, you have to make people happy. Mm-hmm. But for you to be respected, you must be powerful. So it's the same thing. Yep. L- love and respect. Um, and so those are some of the skills I really want to talk about in this episode. And I feel like it's going to help a lot of guys. No, it's good. Uh, yeah, because I mean, those happy, emotional, like good guy traits, they can work in certain settings. But if we're talking about initial attraction, they probably won't work. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I try to think back into my life, you know, where my peak of uh, <laughs> tracking women uh, was definitely in high school. But I realized that, you know, when you have time with the, the same group of people, you know, and you let all the bad, quote unquote, bad boys destroy all the women, mm-hmm. you know, freshman and sophomore year. Mm-hmm. By the time I was junior, yeah. you know, I was king man, you yeah, know, because yeah. they're looking for those nice traits. And now, you know, um, those traits can win because you have time with a certain group of people. 
But initial attraction, they will always go to that confident, dominant mm. man yes. every single time. Because um, if you just sit back in the corner shy, you may actually be a really good person. You may yeah. be a sleeper. Yeah. But if you can't give off those, you know, dominant traits, you know, women are going to look past you. They're mm-hmm. going, especially if we're talking about just desirable men. Mm-hmm. And that's 100% true. And then when those good guys, you know, um, get that girl, that girl hurts them, then yeah, they'd be like, you know what, I'm about to just screw everything around me now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially if they like messed around with the guy that's completely opposite. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whoop! <laughs> oh. So yeah, that transformation happens. And then, you know, now you got hurting people, hurting people. Mm-hmm. And. So, yeah, I, I think that those emotions that was taught by, you know, our moms, the movies, um, you know, the super nice guys that we have seen before us, you know, they did make a men, in, like, put a lot of men in trouble. Mm-hmm. And, um, but yeah, that balance is key because you don't want to lose your personality or your character. Yeah. You know, we're not asking people to change who they are. Yeah. Like, you know, if you want to be kind, still be kind. Like, please, if we yeah. need a lot of more of that in the world um but we act if we're talking about just desiring attracting women there's some things you can change yes you know sure. you can still be the car you know like hey you know what we're gonna just take this turbo out and put a super turbo yeah, in. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know we're gonna take these wheels off and we're gonna put some rims on that yeah, thing yeah, you know yeah, yeah. it's the ways we can improve the car and, and make it more desirable yeah. you know i love tin on my car yeah uh, yeah so that's all we're gonna, do. We're gonna spray some tin on the guys yeah, and see yeah, what yeah, happens yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no that's good and, and 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 before we jump into something else i thought about when because you were talking um damn what was it think about it fees think about it god dang desirable man cool cool okay. cool, cool, cool cool all right so let's say one of the things i've learned is that when you when you want to understand human sexuality it's Built for reproduction. There we go. Once you understand that human sexuality is for reproduction, everything makes sense. So when a woman has sexual desires, has the feelings, the emotion, the desire for somebody, her body is saying, I want to reproduce with him. Right? I want to have children from this man. So I've always said, when you really want to understand why people's desires are the way they are, Imagine we're living in 10,000 BC. Mm. Don't worry about all this modern world, modern technology. Imagine we're living in the world 10,000 BC. So hypothetically speaking, Chris, if we're living in the, in the, in the year 10,000 BC and you're a woman, what are some things you would look for in a man? Pause. But um, you look for the protector, mm-hmm. the person that knows how to provide food. Mm-hmm. So a hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, you look for a fighter. Mm-hmm. Um you'll look probably yeah somebody that's confident a leader mm-hmm. um yeah those kind of things i love it think about all you and why did you describe all those things why did why did you describe like all these kind of like masculine fighting combative like why did you describe those things that makes a man a man fees. yeah <laughs> that basically sure. it makes a man a man and and that's what women naturally want they yeah. want those kind of you know yeah. traits in a guy and you know, going going out and you know, slaying an animal just yeah. to feed your family. You you're talking about to get some things <laughs> yeah, going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that get some things going for the women. So yeah, you want you want that protector. Like 
you know, you have kids and somebody try to come into your exactly. cave. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but throw some rocks or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, no, that's yeah. good. That's good. And the reason why I love that you brought that up is because you got to remember, 10,000 BC, there's no police. None. You know what I mean? There's no, not, no major governments like that. Most people live in these small tribes. Yeah. And like you said, there was no Walmart. No. You know, you had to go and hunt. If somebody invaded the village, you can't call the military. You have to go and fight. Time to fight. Women, like, there was no laws, domestic violence laws. Like, your your safety was based upon the man's safety. Exactly. So if the man gets no respect, you get no respect. Woo. So all these things that you're describing, those are all things that, if she's going to reproduce, she wants her kids to be like that. Exactly. You know what I mean? She wants, one, to have a man like that to protect her, but she wants her kids to be strong, to be dominant, to be confident, to be powerful, to be a leader. She wants all those things because she knows if my kids are not that, they're going to die. Exactly. Back in the day, infant mortality rates were at an all-time high. Babies were dying left and right. If you had weak genes, you would die. Mm. There was no hospitals. There was no doc, you know, doctors in masks. So you needed to cre create genes, I mean, children, I mean... Sorry, create offspring there we with go. the best possible individual and the most dominant, powerful individual. So once you understand that, like you said, being kind, being caring, all high character, we we're not pushing them away. No, but when it, in the year ten thousand BC, a guy being kind doesn't really help you. No, you know what I mean. Him being a sweetie pie doesn't really help you. You know what I mean? Him being somebody who can be vulnerable and <laughs> like it doesn't help you yeah. for that in that survival in that primitive world. So those are some of the things that I want guys to think about. Stop acting like we're in the year 2020. Think if this is the year 10,000 BC. Mm. Once you understand that and you build those skills on top of the other skills, you'll win big. And the last thing I'm going to say, <laughs> super long introduction, but there's just so much I, I had about this topic and I wanted to share it. In Jordan Peterson's book, 12 Rules for Life, one of his comments was, that the um, one of our closest relatives or, or have the similar nervous system, I don't know exactly what it is, is it's a lobster. For some reason, okay. one of our closest primitive relatives is a lobster. And he said, the more you study, understand the world of lobsters, you understand the world of humans. Interesting. And so he says, when it's mating season for lobsters, what happens is lobsters fight. They fight, and whoever the, wins the most, he is the one who obviously mates with all the females the females just look wait they'll see the guys fight whoever's the most dominant powerful lobsters that's the one they mate with but something interesting happens when a lobster mates he takes off his hard shell temporarily mm. to mate and then during that mating process he's at his most vulnerable but then he puts it right back on yeah and he goes out into the world and fights that is the balance that women really want when they talk about vulnerability, sweetness, kindness. They want in, the t in, in a short moment when they intimate with you, they want you to be vulnerable. They want you to be open up. They want you to be caring. They want all these things. But they want to make sure after this moment, you can go and put that armor right back on. Yeah, 100%. That's what they want. Yeah. That's what they want. They, they definitely want you... To fight, protect, serve, and then and behind closed doors, take that, take all that off. Mm -hmm. You know, confide in me, love in me, be gentle with me, kind to me, tender to me. Then when you go back in the world, you know, put that right back on because exactly. that's that's the definition of a man. Exactly. You know, so that's that's a really really good point that men need to understand. Like you have to 
it's cool to take that shell off, but you can't have your shell off all the time. Exactly. How you gonna have your shell off all the time? <laughs> You're vulnerable. Yes. You know, so we so we're gonna tell you how to have a shell on yes. when you need to. Yeah. When you get your, you know what I mean, your little lobster queen, <laughs> pop that shell off. Yeah. You can go back in the world. Yeah. Put it back on. So exactly. yeah, I think that's really good. So let's let's give them some shell. All right. Number one. Here we go. Number one trait of highly desirable men. Money. Yes. <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> Financial flourishing. Mm, Stabi- flourishing. So, like, financial stability is to being in shape. I like that. Financial flourishing is to being in your best shape. I like that. Because stability is kind of like, it's stable. Yes. You know, you got you all the money that you make, all your bills are paid, and you have something left over. Yes. You know, everything's under control. You stay, but you don't need nobody. Yes. Flourishing. Yes. That's a whole nother level. Yes. You know, that's like, like, mo- no, it could be multiple incomes, uh, but you talking about just high earning with your money just, oh my God, the surplus is just crazy. Yes. Flourishing. I like that. So in your opinion, why do you think men who are financially flourishing are so desirable? Oh man, protection, mm. providing. Mm-hmm. That's it. You know the the if if you know the life that they want that you can provide. Yeah, women go crazy for that. You can pay for you know anything for your kids, school, you know health, um, daggum gymnastics, yeah. <laughs> you know karate, all that stuff. You know like that's that's what they want. It's just it's really a, a protection uh, thing for the women that like man like. No matter what happens, I'm good. Mm-hmm. And then if we need something, you know, he can provide it. You know, he can protect us. And I think that's what is always going to be king, desirable trait yeah. when it comes to women. Yeah. And like I said, for all the guys who are, you know, some of the butt hurt, negative, cynical men who call these women like that gold diggers, they need to understand. Think about, remember, sexual desires are based upon reproduction. Yes. Back in the day, women couldn't own property Mm. back in the day women couldn't vote and a lot of places women couldn't work in hunter-gatherer societies where the where you're eating your protein comes from these large animals women couldn't for the most part they weren't out hunting and they even say let's say a society allowed women to hunt what they got to realize is when a woman gets pregnant she can no longer hunt she's no longer running in the woods and throwing spears so when she's pregnant she is totally dependent upon the man. So for the livelihood of her children, especially when she's nursing all that stuff, the man, that's it. So for her, a man who's financially flourishing means that me and my children are going to be good. Because remember, back in the day, a lot of kids died. They had poor nutrition. They had poor resources. They had poor um, um, shelter. All these things. People were dying. People don't understand the old world. Read a history book if you get a chance. A great one is a great book is called um, "Guns, Germs, and Steel." It's a good, really good book. Won a Pulitzer Prize. And so, when you understand that primitive world, she needed that. So, it's not saying that they're gold diggers for them to even survive. And then on top of that, when it comes to giving birth, a lot of women die during childbirth. It was a risky thing. So you need to know that I can be safe. Yeah, I can be protected. And you're 100% right. That financial flourishing, 
is what they want. It shows you can protect and shows that you can provide. Yeah, I mean, if you if you out here hunting and you bring her back a squirrel, <laughs> <laughs> come yeah. on, fees. Yeah. Like you, I'm just saying, like, of uh, you bringing a buffalo, that I mean, that will always win. That mm-hmm. would trump everything. So. That's you have like men have to understand that like what are you bringing home? Mm-hmm. Are you bringing home squirrels? Are you bringing home buffaloes? Yeah. Are you bringing home something that like man like you know no matter what like you said if it's a pregnancy if it's you know daggum thunderstorm came and rained down our hut and can build it right back yeah, up you know yeah, like yeah. all that stuff like that's what makes women you know get going yeah, yeah. It does. so if yeah if you can't feed yourself yeah you know if you can't provide for yourself. I mean, yeah, I mean, these women are not going to survive in mm-hmm. their mind. That's how they think it. Yes. You know, what kind of life do I want? Do I want to just struggle? You know, like, do like it's a lot of people. Women don't want to go to the buffet <laughs> and, you know, y'all bring daggum plastic bags <laughs> and try to save it for, yeah. uh, for the next dinner or for lunch the yeah, next day. Yeah, like, yeah. they don't want to go through that, yeah. you know, so you have to be able to provide, like, I buy this goddamn buffet. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that that will always win. You mm-hmm. ain't gotta look at it material wise or just like you gotta have this car, you gotta have this house. Look at it just food and protection wise. Exactly, I love that. Just look at it that women want to eat. <laughs> we see this. They like eating. Yes. How much can you feed them? <laughs> Squirrel, <or> buffalo. <laughs> no, I love that, and I, I really enjoy that point that you brought up because, like you said. That's what they're looking for. And going back to, if you understand the old world, when, when women couldn't work, whatever you brought in is what she could eat. I'm telling you. She couldn't go and get a job and get the stuff for herself, whatever you brought. So her whole life is dependent upon you. Yeah. So like you are saying, when you're a guy who's financially flourishing, they feel at ease. They feel safe. They feel comfortable. You know what I mean? They're not stressed out. Like, And, and you see it when it comes to divorce. Number one reason for divorce is financial stability. 100%. Because a woman's feeling like, we're about to die. My kids are about to die. I can't die. Yeah, I got to yeah. find somebody who's not going to allow me to die. Yeah. And and yeah, and so, and then on top of that, when you're financially flourishing, men find you valuable. Exactly. Because you can help them out. Exactly. You can support the village. You know, you can maybe, you know, purchase weapons from the rival tribe and stuff like that. Like you can, you're a productive member of society. If you're financially flourishing, a guy who has no money, he's not productive. He's a liability. And back in the day when you're living in times without AC, without heat, imagine living in God dang, like the Viking land, 5,000 BC with no God dang heat. If we're having a fireplace, (laughs) only people close to what are people who are, being hunting, yeah. Yeah, hunting and doing the work. If your ass lazy, your ass about to go outside and freeze. Because we don't got much fire for everybody. Yeah. So it's like being a productive member as a man is important. That's why men look up to that. And so I feel as though a lot of guys don't take that financial flourish. They take it to be like, oh, they're just gold diggers. Life is not about money. Like you said, don't think of it as money. Food, yeah. home, clothes. That's, That's it. what it is. That's what it is. How much food can you buy? <laughs> Just think about it like that. How much food? That's how they're looking at you. Like, yeah. how much food can he buy? <laughs> I guarantee she ain't divorcing you if you can <laughs> buy food. She's not going nowhere if you can yeah. give her food. So, yeah, that's good. Food, protection, clothes. Just think of it like that. Those yeah. those are the women you want. Yes. So, yeah, if it, that's what men have to understand. You have to financially first. And we're talking about being desirable to Highly women. Highly desirable, yes. If you don't care, then don't worry about it. Yes. 
highly desirable bring some food to the table yes yes and so let's let's and and for clarification but let's see how would you just de- how would you define financially flourishing Ooh, i think whew, that's good i think surplus man i think your surplus has to be you know a lot i think do you have a a surplus or a money amount financial flourishing i feel like I remember we had this conversation a long, long time ago, and they was like, what, like, it was with uh, my homie Matt Jewell, we did that financial uh, right, podcast. So. so I think I think my number was financially flourishing, where I was like, I can do anything I want, uh, provide for my kids any way I want, provide for my wife any way I want, um, was like 300000 Okay. I think that was the number I said. I think that's that, in Houston. Yeah. Okay. So that number uh, in Houston, three hundred thousand. Um, you know, especially for the lifestyle, because it's subjective, obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the lifestyle for me is when I get to that number, that's like flourishing. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's like dang, that, that's scary, flourishing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Trust me, yeah. killing like fifty <laughs> What about you? Um, financial flourishing. That's a good one because I think, like Chris said. I, when I think of financially flourishing, I think of if you're with a woman, she don't ever think about money. No, she doesn't. Like she, she doesn't. She never. Money does not come to the back of your mind, and you don't either. Yeah. When you never think about money, besides the occasional I want more. Yeah. That's when you're financially flourishing. Agreed. So we've talked about this on our finance course on Patreon. Get it if you haven't done um, done before. One of the re- one of the things is that there is a level of. If you have a lot saved, yes, you know what I mean. Like yes. I would say, let's say if you had, you made one fifty a year, but you guys were so good with money, maybe at two fifty saved. Yeah, flourishing. You know, you're flourishing in that way, even though you're not making three hundred that Chris would be making. You Agreed. know what I mean? Agreed. So I, so I think it's 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 a subjective one. Yeah. So that's why I would, I like your number. I'm not mad at your number. If I was to pick a number where it's like, you're not worried at all. Is that if you had no bad debt? Yeah, it's telling me this is gonna be too complicated because I'm bad it's a, debt, it's a, it, mortgages, yeah, it's all that stuff. Yeah, but I'm a, I'm gonna go anywhere between one seventy five and up. That's fine. One seventy five and up. Yeah. That's when you're financially flourishing. You're we're way past the top ten percent, ninety percent top earners. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. And so, and then obviously we talk about all the time savings. Yeah, I think you know having at least hundred thousand liquid at all times in case emergency. Um, I think that's financially flourishing. Yeah, you'll be you'll be fine. I think financially flourishing is when you know you're you're making in that one fifty range, but your expenses are like fifty percent. It'd be amazing. You know what I mean? So you're probably what is that bringing in da, 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 twenty sixteen da, 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 saving like six thousand a month, something like that. Some slight. Yeah. <laughs> Some slight. And so I think that's the point where it's like woo, flourishing. You're flourishing. Buffaloes are coming and Buffaloes, they're dying. Yes. No squirrels here. We're not <laughs> squirrels. Yeah, that squirrel, yeah. get the Roman nose out your mouth. <laughs> yeah. So, so to the to the guys, similar to the women, this takes time. Hundred percent. This takes work. This takes you being disciplined. This takes you learning your budget and savings and all that. This doesn't happen overnight. A lot of young kids don't. And, that, and I told guys, you got to view yourself as like prepubescent girls. The same way girls wake up to get their bodies and makes them desirable. You don't wake up. You have to earn it, and it takes time. 
So getting your careers, learning how to save, learning about investment, and I and I believe every guy can do it. Yeah. If you make the right decisions. It may take some guys 30, 40, 50, but every guy can get there if they make the right decisions financially. No, nah, 100%. It takes time. You have to earn it. You know, like, you have to learn how to hunt. And yeah. we keep going back to the example. You have to learn how to hunt. Yes. You have to learn how to throw the spear. You got to know, learn how to, yeah, <laughs> you got to do all that. So it's going to take time. You're not just going to wake up and be, you know, a freaking slayer. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's the really good points. And shoot, number two. Number two, trait of highly desirable men. Confidence. Oh, there it is. Ring, Internal ring, ring, ring. confidence. Man. Man. And so going back to the primitive world, do you know what's really interesting? I think you're the one who said it. Okay. Or I said it. Somebody said it. Somebody said it. When people are confident, people just believe them. Yes. Like when you're confident, you say something, people just believe it. They're not questioning it. They don't question it. And for some reason, you can be the smallest guy, but if you're confident in a fight, people will believe you can beat them up. Yep. You know, people will back down to you. And the confidence is something which other men respect yes the most that's what i've realized when you're confident when you're confident you walk in a room other men respect that a lot and when women see other men respect you they know they're safe exactly and i think when it's funny when when um kim came on the podcast talking about bad boys she said women feel safe around bad boys because they know no one's gonna mess with their man yeah so when you're a confident man other men respect you she feels like ain't no one going to mess with him, so no one ain't going to mess with me. So I'm safe, going back to your safety point. Mm-hmm. So that confidence is number two. Easily. I mean, just if we continue with that example, it's like if you walk in a room and you're not confident being weak, you know, we don't do this like to an extreme, but if we see a weak man, oh, we, I'll beat his ass. <laughs> you know, I, mean, I can take him yeah, easily. Yeah. He's not yeah. confident in himself. Yeah. Therefore, he he don't even he don't even believe in his own self the way he walked in the room. So, yeah, I think I think you get that level of respect, and when you have confidence, guys scoring you up like, man, you know what? His arms kind of big. <laughs> I don't know if I can take him like that. So yeah, so you automatically get respect because it's not a guaranteed win. Mm-hmm. You know, we thinking combatively, we thinking back in those uh, older days, and yeah, like having that self belief. That's that that's something that. That's that's your aura. Yeah. You ex, you exude that energy out into the into the world, especially when you walk into the room. Like, man, who is that? You know, and then it, it's something that you ain't even got to really be boastful. It's just them. Like, if you really believe in yourself, you know, where you carry yourself, the way you you way you stand, the way you talk, the way you use your energy, you know, those things will naturally rub off. Yeah, and it would tell everybody, like, man, this guy, this guy is really sure of himself. Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing I learned in college. It's like it could be wrong. Yeah. But if you're gonna be wrong, you better say it with confidence. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you're gonna say you gonna say it and at least try to be convincing or yeah. something. Um, so yeah, confidence is always gonna be number two. Um, uh, because like you said, that protection is key. You know, these women they, they think they tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they think they wanna fight everybody, but they honestly want the guy to do that work for them. Yeah. And they if they are not confident that you can't protect them, nah, they gonna always see you as weak. Yeah. And, and undesirable. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I thought about it when, when I remember, you know, with Stefan, not Stefan, but see the other Stefan. Yeah. Shout out to Stefan. 
he would go into rooms with confidence and people would just do things for do things yeah. for him. Yeah. Like if you like if I, I challenge somebody if you're really confident to do this, and, and I saw it happen before. <laughs> if you if you have a suit and you walk into certain places with confidence, like they won't even check your credentials. You can go back, you can go to like Walmart, literally go to the back. With yeah. a suit with confidence. Yeah. No one's going to check you. No. They'll be like, oh, he owns He's the place. He's here for a reason. Yeah, who, who he owns the place. Yeah. You know? And I remember that time we were that we were that section in Miami. <laughs> what a time to be alive. Yeah. <laughs> and they were kicking everybody out. Yeah. But they saw us. Didn't for, they, they literally cut out an entire section. Yeah. We had no business yeah. being in that section. Yeah. And just because we had suits on, we, had, like, we would bleed it. Like, I was like, yeah. hey, man, can you come get yeah. this? Like, people out here, dog. Yeah. And I'm just like... Yes. So yeah, man, that that suit, that confidence brings power. And so me and Francis were talking about I think you and I no, you and I were talking about it on Patreon with the confidence transmutation. Okay. The yeah, idea yeah. of taking confidence from one area and bring it to another. Man, that's huge. And so that's what I realized about rappers and athletes and stuff like that. What they do is they take their confidence from these masculine things and then they bring it to everywhere in life. That's how they have that's how they are. They it's, have to be like that exactly. all the time. So the way LeBron James is on the court, when he comes into a room with that kind of energy, it's like people just have to bow down. It's like, yeah, okay, that's why he's the king. <laughs> you know? I can't wait to meet LeBron. Gosh. <laughs> and so to me, I think having that confidence is a big thing. Yes. And the key with the confidence is obviously for most men, it's confidence transmutation, meaning that you get it from doing other masculine tasks, whether it's fighting, whether it's sports, you know, whether it's achieving, you know, success. Yeah, I, yeah they, I think they have to do something, especially if you just in this tech field or you accountant or something. I don't yeah. know if you just if it's somewhere where you ain't got to exude, exude that masculine energy, they have to do something. Mm -hmm. and, and I think it's also something that they fear. As well. So if you have a fear of fighting, you need to go do some kind of fighting style. Yeah. You know, you like to play basketball, but you're afraid to play with the, some of the people on other yeah, courts. Yeah, yeah. I understand. Yeah. You know what I mean? They don't look as inviting. Yeah, 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 yeah. You go over there yeah. and play because your style of play, even your confidence, the way you like just walk up there, they're going to respect you. Bro, think about playing basketball. Man, I'm telling you. And think about you're in the hood and yeah. a white guy shows up. Like... They're, they're going to try him yeah, because of just, unfortunately, stereotypes. Um, yeah. But when a white guy is confident and saucy, you see people just change how they play him. Exactly. You know, when 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 people feel like you're not confident, man, they foul you differently. They play you differently. But when you're confident and they're like, oh, this dude got sauce. They, I remember there was one white dude and he was playing in the rec center. Mm. And I was like, this dude was like, Kind of fouling people and elbowing people and like no, I'm like they no one checking him because this dude was confident. This dude obviously was good. Yeah, you know what I mean. So like they really respected this guy exactly. to the point where like he was doing whatever he wanted on the court, and that's what confidence gives you. Yeah, like no, I belong here. Exactly. You know what I mean. Like you guys should be thankful I'm on your team. Exactly. So that confident it, it makes the energy you put out is how men respond to you, how women respond to you. It's just, it just, it's just how it is. When you feel like you're a loser, they're going to treat you like a loser. Exactly. When you feel like you're the best, they're going to treat you like the best. And that energy, you can't fake it. Yeah. Either you got it or you don't. And so a lot of guys, I realize, don't have that confidence. So no matter what kind of money you have, you can have all the money in the world. But if you lack confidence, you're projecting loser. 
Loser. No, 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 no. You know, and, 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 and that's how people are going to respond to you. And so that confidence is huge. Yeah, they got to go face the fear. If you're afraid of getting knocked out, go go box. Yeah. They have to. Yeah. They just have to do it. Just go just go in there. And I'm telling you, when you get out of it, you will be way more confident. Because you realize, oh, it ain't that bad. Yeah. Oh, if you do get knocked out, guess what? You'll wake up and you'll try again. You yeah. still will be fine. So they have to face that fear wherever it is to get that level of confidence. If you want to be more desirable. Yes, yes, yes. All right, don't come to me if you ain't trying to be desired. Don't care. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Exactly. So, if you guys want more tools and resources, we provide that on Patreon yep. for more of the confidence stuff. But, yeah, that is something. Yeah, it's videos on YouTube for confidence. Yeah. We did some. So, I mean, yeah. it, they're so, out there. So, guys, definitely, man, just that confidence. And how would you define confidence in a sentence? In a sentence? Yeah. Man, belief in self? Yeah. Or extreme belief in self? Yes. Some kind of adjective word? Yes. Yeah. And, in, and think about it. Going back to the masculine-feminine balance, if masculine is positive, feminine is negative, and um, like positive, I'm sorry, like in a number line. In a number line. A number Just calm line. down. Like plus I, I can plus see it one, coming. two, three, four, five, minus one. And it's balance- misogynistic that you said. <laughs> <laughs> and balance is the zero. The extreme version of confidence is arrogance. Yes. I like that. I like where you're extreme version of confidence. Yes. But what's interesting about that is women still love it. Yeah. Because it's still confidence. It's an extreme version of it. It's unhealthy in our opinion. Agreed. But what you find is the of these air. I remember this girl was complaining about this guy. He's so arrogant. He's so full of himself. And the next day over his house. Getting. <laughs> <laughs> Getting fed. <laughs> Getting fed. There we Getting go. Fed. <laughs> Getting know, fed. You know what I mean? But but and that's what guys don't understand. They, like some of these things they will complain about. Yeah. But it's just so biologically attractive, they have no control over it. it got, yeah, you got to be confident. It's yes. just there's nothing else to talk about. The third thing, which is similar to confidence, but a little bit different, okay. is assertiveness. Yes. Yes. Assertiveness. I like that. And, f- and and for guys who don't know what assertiveness means, in my opinion, I'm curious to yours, but a person who's assertive is a person who demands his way. Okay. I like that. I'm not he, mad at that. He demands his way. And what happens is... As a man, when you're when you're when when you are living your life, people are gonna try to tell you what to do. Yes. People are gonna try to move you around, mm-hmm. bully you, push you. An assertive person cannot get pushed because he's pushing and moving other people. Mm-hmm. Assertive person wants something, assertive person goes and gets it. Mm-hmm. And so a person who's assertive, a person who demands his way, it's interesting because it's kind of, not in a bad way, Mm -hmm. but an assertive person really has like mind control powers. Like think about like when we're on tour, Steph will go up to somebody and say, hey, I need you guys move your chairs here. People just do it. When you have that assertiveness, people, sometimes it can be controlling. Yeah, it can be. That's the extreme version of it. Mm -hmm. But assertive people... They tell people to do stuff and they just do it. And so I realize a lot of guys who are not assertive and I, do I want to go here? I guess it's fair. To, I don't want to confuse everything, but I'll, I'll go here. Who are not assertive are usually very passive. Mm-hmm. 
So assertive guys are not passive. And one thing that women hate is passivity. Uh, no, that's probably one of the biggest turnoff. Um, some yeah, you see a problem, you just eh, just kind of ignore it. Yeah, I think what I'm looking at assertiveness. Um, it's definitely something where how can I put this? Like you said, you definitely have you can't be pushed around. That's a hundred percent. You have to be. You have to have your way. You have to have your foundation, your st- your stability, and you're not going to be easily swayed. Mm-hmm. And then. It kind of runs along the same lines of confidence and initiative at yes, the same time. Yes, yes, I know it's a weird one. It's thought, so weird. I thought about that too. I was like, "Am I describing initiative? Am I describing this?" It's a weird one where it's like because because man, it's 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 very it's like kissing cousins, dang there. Because mm-hmm. you know, taking initiative is like you see a problem, you're going to solve it. Yes, you know, you're not going to ignore it. You know, um, taking initiative is like nobody wants to do it. I'm gonna step up and do it. Yes, you know, in a way that can be a service. Yes, you know, um, so I do think they kind of run hand in hand. I don't know if it was a trade or not initiative. Taking it, initiative. it was. It could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think being assertive is definitely. Like you said, you're not easily swayed. You're getting your way to a certain extent, but not controlling yeah. too much. And an assertive person, another thing that's a little different, assertive, assertive person will speak their mind. There we go. There we go. Assertive person will speak their mind. There we go. You know what I mean? And, and that's something nice guys don't have that no. skill. Yeah, I got you. When I a girl you. does something rude, they just take it. They yeah. won't speak their mind. Somebody does something rude, they won't, they won't speak up. And a sort of person, like I say, demands their way. Nah, hey, you, that's not okay. Exactly. You know, yeah. that's not okay. You're not gonna do that. That's not what's gonna happen. Yeah. You know, it's like a lot of nice guys. They just they're so afraid of hurting people's feelings. A sort of person understands that. Look, like yo, I have feelings too. Yeah. And if you hurt mine, I'm gonna address it. Yeah. And so I think that assertiveness makes people feel like you can't be bullied. Yes. They ain't never running right on all sides of confidence. Yeah. It's so, man, that's, yeah, it's, it's, it's really close. Yeah, <laughs> it's so close. Because I feel like there's guys who can have confidence, but they're not very assertive. Okay. So the strong, silent types are not very assertive, in my opinion, but they're very confident. Okay. An assertive person is somebody who I see comes into a room, a CEO type, moving people. Demanding things, communicating things. You know what I mean? Like really directing energy. Okay, a director. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. A director. Somebody like that. Then also, you know, somebody's not easily pushed. Somebody that is, like you said, um, really assertive about their way. Yes. And they really want to back up, you know, whatever point they want to get across. Okay, I see what you're saying now. Yeah. Any one of those things is gonna make you desirable. <laughs> you know, whatever at the end of the day. Um, so yeah, I think if you look at it as far as a CEO and how he acts when he walks into a room, mm-hmm. that's assertiveness. Yes. I think that's the best example we probably can give right I love now. That. Um, just just something like yeah, like you said, like what things need to get done, he is telling the people to get it done. Yes. You know, when when there's a problem that has arise, like no, you're gonna respect me, hear my point out, mm-hmm. and then we're gonna come to a good conclusion. So yeah, I see what you're saying. That yeah. makes sense now. So so even another thing I was thinking about was that Going back to some of these desirable traits, they have like evil twin brothers. Yes. Right? Confidence, evil twin brothers is arrogance, 100%. right? Um, assertive, assertiveness, evil twin brother is control. 
like guys being controlled being being controlling okay so being controlling or being controlled being controlling okay. if a person's assertive there's this extreme version where they're controlling individuals got you so whenever you hear women complain about oh i was dating this guy he was so controlling and you're like why were you with him for so long they don't understand that that assertiveness is attractive that even extreme version of it they will still tolerate for an extended period of time, obviously. Makes sense. So that like you said, that CEO can also be like he could like everyone's afraid of him. Yeah. Cause he comes in the room, hey, do this, do this, do this. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like Why is this not done yet? Yeah, you know. Where are the reports? Yeah. Done, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> and so the the assertiveness is something I feel as though guys the main point I want to take away from that is speaking your mind. I like that. That should be the main point. You know, not being rude, not being respectful, but speaking your mind. Standing up for yourself. Yes. God dang it. Yes. Stand up for yourself. Yes. Let people know you're in the room. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, yeah. That makes that you have to speak your mind, stand up for yourself. And, and not be bullied. And not be bullied. Yes. Assertive. I yes. like it. Okay. All right. Number three. No, four. Oh, One okay. was financial flourishing. Two was confidence. Three is assertiveness. Four. four. This is a weird one. Oh, all right. Let's see. But because it's not it's not physical fitness, physical shape is muscles and size. Not that kind of size. <laughs> and, it, and I guess with muscle mass, muscle mass, probably muscle mass. And here's why. A lot of guys are in shape. But they're like long distance runners. I was talking to this one guy, you know, they're a little bit more on the slim side. So they're in shape, but they don't have much muscle mass. We're talking about if you want to be more desirable. Because going back to the year 10,000 BC, when it comes to safety, a guy with muscle mass can protect you. Women like guys with muscle mass because they feel safe around them. Point, point, period. So when, when dudes are like, why do all these girls like all these dudes with muscles in the bodies? Because they feel safe. They feel safe around Thor. Yeah. You know what I mean? They feel safe. But when a dude is flimsy and they can beat him up, they don't feel safe. No. I mean, go back to the example. You can, if you're a slim guy, I'm not going to lie to you. You can carry the squirrel home. <laughs> <laughs> How you going to carry the buffalo home? Yeah. How the buffalo going to go back? Yeah. So you got to drag it. You know, yeah. you got to put it over your shoulders. So, yeah. Muscle mass will always be good. I mean, it's, it's some extreme level of muscle yeah, mass. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I could do that. Yeah. But yeah, muscle mass. Cause, I mean, it's 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 literally, it's what they see. They automatically see protection. Yes. You know, they automatically see that. And, and I'm not saying that you don't get your money, right? Because obviously, oh, you can be a you can be a slim guy and have money, and nobody really know. Yeah, 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 yeah. But if you had that muscle. People see that and automatically think protection because yeah. money is protection as well. We yeah. get that. We understand that. But they can't automatically see it yes. when they look at you. When they see a guy that has muscle mass, they see protector. Yes. They see somebody that also care about themselves, yeah. somebody that's healthy, yes. you know, so somebody that's a leader, somebody detail oriented. So that muscle mass is probably the easiest way to exude like protection. Like I got you. Yes. Women want to be got. Yes. They want to be <laughs> and then going back to muscle mass, you, like you said, guys respect guys who just looks look big. Hundred percent. You know, guys, like you said, when a guy looks at somebody, he's like, "I think I can take him." <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's the yeah, yeah. We actually do it. He be in the gym, he be like looking at me. I'm like, 
yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're doing around here. I see what you're doing. So, so, like I said, so that muscle mass shapes how people treat you. And, and like you said, it makes women feel safe. Yeah. And that's something that I feel as though a lot of guys got to realize. Going back to DNA, like, um, a woman feels like if you have muscle mass, then her kids are going to have muscle mass. If her, if you're flimsy, my kids are going to be flimsy, and they're going to get bullied. Exactly. They're going to get pushed around. They're going to be controlled. They're not going to be able to uh, provide for their families, yeah. themselves, all those things. So, yeah, the muscle mass helps. Get in the gym, fellas. Yes. And so, obviously, we have our workout programs available yeah. on Patreon, all that stuff. But that's something I really want guys to take into consideration because, like, and I, and I just thought about because I used to go on Instagram, and... I was like, and, this, and I'm curious to your opinion on this. What is the male version of a baddie? A male version of a baddie? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Like, you just, like an example? Like a name? Yeah. Oh, man. Ooh. I don't know. Because when, when I think of, it'll probably have to be a fitness person. Exactly. Yeah, it, yeah, it'll be a fitness person. And that's what I, and that's what I thought about. I was like, like all the guys I see who have tons of followers with guys that a lot of women be flocking to are the guys that are have a lot of muscle mass and they women can see it. Yeah. And so I was like, man, like that is a male equivalent to a baddie to women. And shout out to cousin was it Marcos? Marco, yeah. Cousin Marco who told you. Yeah. Things are going to get crazy when you get it, when you start getting swole. That's what he said. No, yeah. he told me cuz yeah. he was he was a he was a skinny uh he was like 6'4" Really slim, and then all of a sudden, once something came back, he just <laughs> swole, tatted up. I'm like, okay, I see what's going on around you. Yeah. But yeah, he was like, yeah, like that muscle mass and muscle you big like that. Like you said, it's a mating call. Yes, it's it's it's, it's screaming, <laughs> feed me. <laughs> and we're talking about both kinds, ladies and gentlemen. Both kinds. We're talking about food and use your imagination. <laughs> They want to be fed. (laughs) Women want to be fed. Yes. And so I want to pause real quick and I want to tell some interesting stories about what it means to be highly desirable. And because you said something earlier and I and I and it it stood out to me. You said your junior year came around and all the bad boys kind of ruined the girls. And then now they transition to let's go to somebody who's, you know, has a good combination of both. There you go. I'll take that. Right. But do you know how a lot of guys will tell stories about, oh, there was this girl who I had to, like, wear her down. I had to ask her out multiple times. Remember Lewis was telling about so-and-so douche yes, yes. story. Yes. And I was like, it's interesting when you, un- when you hear stories about guys and how they get their girls. And how many t- and how much they had to ask her and beg her and you know try again and okay we're friends for this long long time and I hear guys tell that story and then I think about the story of that night when you and I were at that club mm-hmm. and how you were just sitting down. Fees <laughs> is so childish. <laughs> think about that though. Think about it. you were just sitting down. Yeah, sure. Minding your business. I was enjoying my time. With she her. just comes. Sits right below you. Yes, she did. Maybe she did a dance or two. I don't remember all the stories. No, she danced. <laughs> I'll tell you that. She danced. And then, literally, I'm going to put your business out there, but she said she wanted to see you again. She did. She did. Well, she didn't see me again, but she did say that. Yes. She wanted to see you again, yes. and it was sooner than later. <laughs> exactly. from, the, from the time you met. You remember what I said when she came into the section? 
was one word. She said something to you? No, I said, you remember what I said when she was like, when she might move. Who she moved out the way? Was it John Mark? Yeah, <laughs> I I think it was Khalil, actually. Was Khalil there? No, you're thinking about somebody else. Dang, this is sounds terrible. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. You're thinking about Houston, talking about Atlanta. Oh, yeah. My <laughs> we had some good times, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I didn't say anything. Yes. I didn't do anything. That's what I said. That's, that's, that's absolutely ridiculous. That's and, crazy. And, and, and so, when I think about not condoning one night stand and stuff like that, yeah. but it's like, you're you sit down, do nothing, and she wants you. Yeah, that's desire. That's desire. The other guys was like, I had to do all, go through all these hoops. I'm like, she didn't desire you. Nah. She had to convince herself to want you. Yeah, you basically broke her down to the point where she's like, all right, I guess. Yes, and it still didn't work. Exactly. So when so when you really thinking about desire, I'm like, bro, there's some girls. I met her the first night. Yeah, the first night. Hundred percent. And that's crazy, and that's real desire. That's desire. You know, that's desire. And so I think a lot of guys got to realize that when it comes to that real, when you're generating that real desire, that mug is instantaneous for these girls. Yeah, and and, and that's the thing. Like, they have to, like, think about it. They got to pray about it. It's one thing they got to, like, think, and because, you know, they have plans mm-hmm. already, and they're thinking about how they can leave those plans Dude, to come see you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how you think. Yeah. But it's like, well, I don't know. I'm just, like, not really feeling it. You know, I got to water my plans. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I got to email some people. Huh? Yeah. She don't want you. Yeah. She got to email some people. Yeah. <laughs> Water plants? Yeah. Bump the plants. <laughs> she don't want to be fed. <laughs> Not by you. <laughs> okay, so number five. That was a crazy night. <laughs> I know. That was a crazy night. Uh, number five, decisiveness. Yes. Man, so many guys lack decisiveness. And the reason why I realize it's so desirable because what happens is women, I always said, oh, uh, uh, when you understand sex, you understand dancing. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to a dance, a woman wants to be led in the dance. Yeah. A woman doesn't want to have to feel like, I got to lead in the dance. Yeah. But when a woman is dancing with you and you can't lead, she naturally takes that leadership position. Mm-hmm. A decisive person makes leadership moves to where the woman doesn't feel like, I have to be the leader. Yeah. Because a woman wants to feel like, I don't want to be the man. They I don't, don't want to take they the don't man want, They don't want to think. Exactly. They want you to think. Yeah. So what happens for so many guys who are indecisive, especially when they're with women, they don't understand how they're drying up the you know what. Mm. Because you are, she's basically saying, hey, can you be the man? And you say, no, why don't you be the man? Mm. For example, hey, where do you want to eat? Typical undecisive guy. I don't know. Where do you want to eat? Oh, wherever you want to eat. It's fine. Exactly. Okay, hey, um, which shoe should I wear? Uh, I don't... Whatever you want to do. She's saying, she say, hey, lead me. Yeah. You're like, nah, you lead. <laughs> you be decisive. A man who's decisive, when he sees... Similar to a, similar to a sort of... All these traits are kind of... Yeah. You know what it seems like? If masculinity was a tree... All these traits are branches. Yeah. 100%. So they're going to be similar in in the way, but they're slightly different at times. Exactly. But the decisive person knows what he wants and he goes after it as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's 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 not somebody who's just flaky. He's just like, oh, I'm not sure. Da, 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 da. He's boom. Boom, 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 boom. And then what happens? 
boom, 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 boom. <laughs> you know what, fees? That's I'm, I'm proud of you, brother. That's a good one. That's a good one. I ain't mad at you. I, I, I love a good comedy. But uh, <laughs> boom, boom, boom. All right, boom, boom, boom. Shout out to uh, what's what's the artist that did the boom, boom, boom? I don't know. Roddy Rich. Okay. Um. So yeah, I think if you're not if you're indecisive, there's nothing. When you talk about being led, we're talking about going forward. Yes. If you're not being decisive, you're not going anywhere. Yeah. And it could be something like you said, the example of finding what out what to eat. But it could be also what house we're gonna buy. Mm-hmm. Are we gonna take this job? Mm-hmm. You know, are we gonna start this organization? Are we gonna start this business? Are we gonna do this? Are we gonna do that? You know, you have to be the deciding factor. Mm-hmm. Like not to the point where it's like you don't take your girl information in. Mm-hmm. You know, you consider it. Like, well, how do you feel about it? Okay, cool. Are you sure? That's like, what are you, what are you afraid of? What are you excited about? All right, you take all that in, but you have to be the deciding factor. You have to lead. And I think a lot of people, and I know I had this problem. Well, it's two things. One, I think guys are too careful. Mm-hmm. You know, they're too careful to the point where they just, they'll rather pass you the ball and not take the shot mm-hmm. because they don't get the blame for missing it. Mm. So it's like, all right, I'll pass you the ball because, you know, I want to make sure that you're happy. So we're going to do what you want to do. And then, so therefore, you know, there's no really fear of rejection or fear of uh, not being accepted or fear of, of blame. So sometimes they're just too careful. Um, and then sometimes, what was my other point? God dang it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, too nice. Yeah. It's just being too nice, yeah. you know, to the point where it's just, they're not, they're not leading and making a decision or they're afraid to fail. Yes. They're afraid to be the reason why they fail, basically. I think they're, like, they're just too careful. And then also, which is kind of the same thing, but they're afraid of failure. Yeah. So they they won't make a decision or they'll pass it on to somebody else um, and let them make that decision because they don't want to be blamed. They don't want to be rejected or unaccepted. Yeah. And and I, and I like that point because that basketball illustration. Yeah. So what happens is if you're always passing the ball, yeah. you never hit the game-winning shot. Nope. You're never the leader. Nope. You know what I mean? And so what happens is a guy who's indecisive to a woman, it shows a guy who's not going to lead. Mm-hmm. And, and if at the end of the day, if you're not going to lead, then she's going to have to lead. And then other people are going to lead you. Exactly. So a man who's decisive is, is a man who is a leader. Exactly. Who's not afraid to make mistakes. Exactly. You know what I mean? But like you said, a lot of nice guy types are so afraid of making mistakes. They're so afraid of upsetting her. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That he always defers to uh, you. You yeah. do it. Yes, man. Yes. And so that decisiveness as a guy, that's why I always tell a guy, if a woman, if, if anyone asks, and I try to do this as well, because even yesterday, sorry, I'm, I, I, I said a sentence and I skipped two sentences. <laughs> I try to always be decisive when someone asks me to make a decision. Yeah. I try to never pass it. Because I think yesterday you asked me, um, damn, what did you ask me yesterday? You said something along the lines of, damn, what did you ask me? Yeah, you give me the topic. I can remember, but I can't remember. You were asking me about, um, should I wear, oh yeah, you said, should I, like, I think it was an example. Should I wear this shirt or should I wear that shirt? When okay. we were recording. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, oh, it doesn't matter. But I was like, no, that, that shirt's better. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. I realized in that moment, you can't, someone asks you for your masculine leadership, 
Be decisive. Yeah. Say, pick something. Yes. Pick something and run with it. Yes. That's it. They just got to pick something and run with it. You yes. know, and then, then that's the, that's the thing we're talking about. If you want to be more desirable. Yes. Women look at that. It all goes back to the same thing. They feel protected. Yes. You know, they feel provided for all those things. So you, if, if, in order to be that, you have to make decisions. Oh, and, and, and another thing I thought about, it goes back to shooting shots. Got to shoot. Oh my, you got to shoot How shots. many guys? are afraid of shooting a shot at a girl because no, uh, we try to teach it but 90 percent of girls ain't shooting shots yeah. especially the ones you want no no they're not so shooting. you as a man gotta be decisive to see it and go after it and what i've learned is that sometimes even how you approach with confidence but if you're indecisive with your approach you kind of look at her three times and it's like and then you go up she's like nah you're scary exactly but when she sees you look like, okay and you go that decisiveness that kind of turns her on, yeah. even by being decisive exactly. and shooting your shot. Yeah, and 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 fella, just don't think too much. Yeah, when you think about shooting your shot, that's when you start yourself out of it. That's when it kind of doesn't happen. You know, like you gotta find your way to shoot. Cause you know me, I start with jokes. <laughs> I get them laughing. Oh, I, la- I made you laugh. You fucked up. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, you messed up. <laughs> you fed up. <laughs> <laughs> the number six. This one's. I'm trying to find a word to describe this one. Okay. Um, even kill what's the word to describe somebody who's even kill and chaos tranquil and chaos uh self-control emotionally something like that uh, let's just use the word tranquil even kill just like just through all the chaos around you you still remain level-headed yes and can be able to level-headedness lead. level-headedness that's what it is level-headedness yeah being level-headed boom and here's why when like do you know for some reason I think because women's emotions are so chaotic at times. This way. You know what I mean? They're looking for somebody who can keep them calm. Straight and narrow. You know? Mm-hmm. They're looking for somebody who, when they get crazy, doesn't get crazy with them. Mm-hmm. So what I've seen is that people who are even kill, who are level-headed, that's usually those guys who have that mysterious edge that women love. Cause it's like, she knows she can push, she can yell, she can scream, but she ain't moving him. She can make a joke about him. She ain't being moved by that. Cause, cause a guy who's level headed is not emotional. Mm. Cause emotional, being emotional is very feminine trait. Yeah, you get pushed over, all that stuff. You yeah, know? I you. I you. And then even on top of that, and you've boxed before, mm-hmm. the best boxers don't box angry. Yeah. Control your emotions. Control their emotions. Remain focused on your game plan. Yes. Because gotcha. you know, when you start boxing and you're angry and you're emotional. Yeah, you get hit. You start When you get hit, you start thinking differently. Yeah. Like, ouch. Yeah, <laughs> you know? And then you start swinging randomly and you yeah. start doing things that can get you knocked out. Yeah. So, I've noticed that. I.E. Nate Robinson. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so I notice when you're a guy and you can be level-headed through chaos, you know what I mean? Through conflict, it's something that's real. Like men respect that. You know, men respect the guy in war who's not panicking. Yeah. When bullets are flying. Yeah. 
Man of respect, the guy who's going forward to slay the dragon when the fires are burning. Like, it's something about, and know who is so good at that? James Bond. <laughs> I love me some James Bond. Because James Bond be in the most dangerous, but he's still whew, cool. Cool. Calm. And that's when a girl, when girls, girls say a guy is cool and he has that swag, usually people who are cool got that swag, they're like, chill. Yeah, you know what I mean. They're not emotional. They're not. They're just. They're chill. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like being in a a, a hookah lounge yeah. or a club, and you know the the section next to you. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the section next yeah. to you. They started a, a huge disagreement. Yes, huge fight. All the fuss, and you looking over like, okay, sure, let me just protect the girl. I was I, that was on my lap. I'm gonna protect her, but everything gonna be cool. Yeah, because I got you. Yeah, you know, you're not panicking. You're not trying to run. You're not trying to, you know, like you know, just protect everybody and just and move and just get, and exit and leave. It's like nah, the situation would calm down. Yeah, it, it's it's something about them freaking out and you. I got you. Yes, I'm protecting you. Yeah. I can think for us. You know, I can lead us through this because I know you're going through a lot of emotion. Like you said, sways. Yes. But I can quickly get the information, see what's going on, dissect it, and lead us out of it. Mm -hmm. You know, so I think that level of just, you know, calmness and be able to really just read the room and understand that you have to also, you have to protect her. Mm Mm-hmm. You have to make the decision. You know, you have to calm down. If your emotions are up and down as well, both of y'all are feminine now. Exactly. Exactly. And I love that point because I think guys got to realize, going back to the, the King Lobster, she wants that armor most of the time, and occasionally she wants you to remove it. Exactly. But in the moment when she wants the armor and you're vulnerable and, and emotional, da, 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 yeah. it turns them off. Because, like you said, they want that strong, dominant, masculine man. Exactly. And he ain't going to be in the group chat. Yeah. He can't control his emotions. He yeah. crying again. He yelling again. He get upset. He's this. And guess what? You're not getting fed. Yeah. You know? And so I really feel like when you're, when you have that ability to be level-headed, you know? And that's something that I've, I've tried to work on. Because when my first relationship, I realized, oh, I was not level-headed. <laughs> She goes up, I go even yeah, higher, yeah, you know? Yeah. Like, And I realized, I was like, what women, it turns them on so much when they can go up and, and they can't make you go up. Yeah. When she tries to push your buttons and you cannot be pushed. And then also, uh, this is something I have to work on. Also, you can't go down either. Yeah. You can like you shut can't, down. You yes. can't just shut down. Yes. You can't just shut down. You can't just be quiet. You can't just you know not communicate. You can't do that. You yeah. know you have to be able to be still like either made a mistake, hold up to it. Yeah. You know and and talk through it, talk it out, all kinds of things. So yeah, you can't go up and you can't go too far down. Either. Yeah, you have to be level headed yeah. in that. And I feel like a lot of guys don't realize that how emotional they are when they're around women. Yeah. And when they're so emotional and the girl says something and they get this and the girl can know. It's like the girl, and go, and it goes back to being a leader. Exactly. When a girl feels like she can control you, then other people can control you too. When a girl feels like she cannot control you and you're this solid rock that she cannot move, it's like she just stops. It's like Niagara Falls. Start <laughs> she stops and, she, and she's in awe. Exactly. You know, and 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 I and I and I've noticed that a lot of guys, they struggle with being level-headed, because their identity is based upon her words 
and that woman. Bingo. If you need your help with your identity, it's identity course on Patreon. Yes. Because that that's something that you have to have your identity. And if you like you said, if you give people too much power over you, yes. you make them the lord of your life. Yes. They're going to control you emotionally. Yes. And it's not going to be fun. Exactly. And that's the thing I realized about me is like, yo, like you, you, you cannot allow other people to control how you behave. It just looks so bad. That's it. You know what that's I mean? It. You got to You always got to be you. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's, it's there's time and places to you know either turn up or be gentle. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you can't let something, something simple trigger you. Yeah, you know, but like you know, you're not a good guy. Now you shut down, yeah. and now you look going to work, and you just feeling all terrible because she said yeah. three words. Yeah, nah, you got to be level headed, and you got to be confident. You have your identity in yourself. All those things. Yeah, because I remember one time I I be trying different like techniques and stuff. Here we go. And um, there was this girl who I met. Another girl who wanted me the moment she saw me. Yeah, please let him know. <laughs> let, him, let him know out here, you guys. And I like remember that. I met her this night, and I was like, "Let me just not talk. Let me just be so cool and mellow the whole night." And I, and I was just that whole night. I was just so like not me, <laughs> but I was so like level headed and calm. And she was like trying to make jokes and trying to do stuff, and I was just so cool, like Jay's Bond. <laughs> the boys like her. I thought you were laughing at her. That's, that's what's up. You know, and, and, and it's for some reason, that energy, women just love it, man. It's mysterious, man. It's mysterious, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you don't need them. Yes. But you you cool with them right there. Exactly. So they want to be the reason why you're happy. But you like, eh. It's, it's something. It's yeah. something that's different. I love that point right there. Stop right there. Because you said you don't need them. You don't need them. And what happens is that when she feels like you don't need her, it's because you're so much more valuable than her. I'm telling you. I can have another one here in three hours. Yeah. You know what I mean? Somebody's ready to replace you. Yeah. <laughs> and and when she feels like you don't need her, she's like, wow. This guy must be yeah. must be the guy. Because if I leave, he doesn't care. If I stay, he's like, it's cool. Yeah. I guess I'm staying. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, that level head and this is really big, man. Yeah. For sure. Last one. Oh, dang, we made it to the end. That's crazy. Yes. Last one. I had another one that I wanted to do, but I think we kind of described it. It was dominant. We kind of described it in the rest of the stuff. That's true. Uh, with assertiveness and all that stuff. Yeah, I agree. The last one is ambition. Oh, my God. Last but not least. So this is not an order because if this was an order, ambition would be number three in my opinion. I can see that. I don't think guys understand how much women are turned on by ambition. Money, confidence, ambition, for sure. Yes. 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 yes, yes. Money will always be number one. Anyway. Be- because I think ambition, I always say ambition is like the rocket ship to your dreams. Mm-hmm. So when a woman sees a guy who's ambitious, she sees a guy that's about to get to the top of the mountain. He's going to become the leader, the, the ruler. And that means I'm going to lead and rule with him. So that ambition is also entice is 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 um inspirational to men. Cause when they see a guy who has this ambition, they see a guy who wants to achieve great things. Men really respect stuff like that. Yeah, no, that ambition, 
knowing that you want to go somewhere mm-hmm. or you want to make something better out of yourself or you want to leave a legacy or you want to impact this community through this organization, you know, that want to and then you actually making steps to do that. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Talk is cheap. Yes. Everybody talking nowadays. Everybody capping. Cap, 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 cap. cap Lower cap. everybody capping. So it's like when you actually say and articulate your ambition, your goals, and your dreams, and then you're making steps and strive to that. Oh my God. I dude, love that. I'm telling you, right, Niagara Falls. <laughs> and that's why I wanted to add is ambition and drive. Yeah, you gotta do the work. You can't just say the dream and not do anything. Yes. So yeah, yeah. You gotta you gotta you gotta drive. You yes. gotta get in the car. Ambition's the car, drive is the gas. Exactly. Hit the gas, go. You know, and, and you have your finish line, and she's she's trying to like be on the side of the road, like, <laughs> please pick me up, yeah, yeah. So yeah, now nah, that ambition is very very key, and you have to find it. You know, yeah. you have to find it. You have to you have to do that because I'm telling you, if you can articulate that in the first date, yeah. Oh, and I w- and I love that point because I was telling a bunch of guys, I said. You guys don't understand how much you lose women on the first date. It's it's, it's ridiculous. You tell we we could get you there, yeah. but you gonna lose on the first date because what's she gonna ask you? Okay, okay. So what is your plan? They're gonna ask you what are your plan? What are you trying to do? Guy A says, "Oh yeah, I'm you know just trying to work a job and you know get this job and you know hopefully I get it by the end of the year." Guy B says, "Oh yeah, you know what? I'm trying to build this business and then you know go make it public. You know maybe sell forty percent of my shares and take that money, open a nonprofit and do da 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 da." Like, you don't understand the ambition that she sees from you and the other guy. If you have no ambition, it is not a contest. It's not a contest. Not at all. You have to have that. You know, you got to know what you want. You got to know what your goals are. And like you said, you have to be able to articulate it, too. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's got to be some kind of level of passion about it, too. You can't just be like, yeah, man, I just want to own the business, you know, sell it eventually. And it's like, all right, what kind of business? Man, you know, my dad had like a trucking business at one point, and uh, you know, I don't know if I'm really into trucking. It's like, well, yeah, you don't know what you want. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, you have to be able to do that. I'm telling you, if people, men do lose a lot of women on the first. If you get, if I get you to the first day, yeah. you done. Yeah, I'm better than a thousand. Yeah, 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 <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. And, and we that's that's yeah. a whole different conversation because fellas, you always gotta be the driver. See, when you talking about a relationship, you gotta be able to drive. Yeah, need it. But yeah, you gotta you gotta be able. To have that ambition just for yourself. Yeah. Period. Yeah. You know, we we are talking about desiring and trying to get you to desire more women or more make women desire you more. But that shouldn't be the main reason why you have your ambition. You need to do that for yourself. Yes. You gotta have that purpose, that drive, that passion in something, you know, if it's business, if it's you know, changing, is it impacting people, whatever it is, you need that for yourself, period. Yes. Because everything else will come after that. You don't have that, it's still everything else still won't be satisfying to you. Yeah. No, I agree hundred percent. And all these things of the, being a highly desirable man should be things you do for yourself. Amen. They shouldn't be things that you're doing simply to get girls. These are things that you should be doing for yourself. And these are things that fathers should have been teaching their sons. From a very young age. These are all things that I'm going to be teaching my 100%, 100%. sons from a very young age. And like I said, when you're a guy, a lot of guys don't have these things. So I would highly advise you guys, like I said, get on Patreon. Yeah. Take all the courses. They're free on Patreon. The manhood course, you got to pay for that one. That's in the link in the description below. Amen. Guys, I would really advise them to tap into their masculinity because that's what attracts women and causes men to respect you. 
Like I said, do the King Lobster, it's the shell. And I always said, Lois Lane didn't like Clark Kent until she realized he was Superman. There it is. I love it. Once he, she realized he was Superman. Niagara Falls. <laughs> <laughs> Niagara Falls. She ready to get fed. Fed, 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 fed. So guys, like I said, this are these are things for you. Yes. These are things that you need to build yourself. Amen. Take this seriously. And I'm telling you guys, when you tap into this masculinity, when you get all these seven traits and you're working on it. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My name is Afiz. Chris, the star of the show, baby. We got a roommate and... Adios.